0: Whenever my world falls apart, I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you.
1: Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is the artistic director of the Hub Theater here in D.C. It's Matt Bassett, everybody. Hi, good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good for coming down here. Matt has come to uh, defend the accusations that uh, Baby It's Cold Outside is in fact a uh, not a sexist song. Matt, take it away.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's just the most frightening <laughs> song
0: you
1: can <could> imagine. <laughs> no, but we are talking about Frank Lesser because Matt is here to talk about... The Most Happy Fella.
0: Hey, I'm the most happy fella in the whole Napa Valley. In the whole Napa Valley, the most happy man is me! Look at my Rosabella! He's the most happy and Look at my Rosabella! At Rosabella. She was sending me her photograph, and she was asking me for mine! Look at the most happy man You wait and you see! In the whole Nap gonna marry
1: me yes you are so
2: <laughs> why are we talking about the most happy No, fella? no, no, no. we'll get to that
1: we'll get we'll get there there's a lot of you know there's a lot of a lot of steps so when you said you went to the show it was obviously a show I'd heard of mm-hmm. but I didn't have and then went to go get it and was shocked to discover the three disc complete it's the show. It's the whole it's show. It's the whole I, I'm Except nodding for like a vigorously. Of lines, yeah. Apparently, it's the whole show. Yeah. On a 3 what was a 3 LP and now 2 CD set and it is massive. It, it is a massive massive show.
2: That's yeah. That's exactly that I when I think of it I think it I, th- I think of it as a big piece. Yeah. Like, in so many senses of the word.
1: Well, it was compared to when it came out as a, an called more of an opera. Yeah. Which, with Robert Weedy as your lead, you obviously are leaning into that. But I like Frank Lesser's description of it. Do you know what he calls
2: it? It's, what do you call he calls it? He calls
1: it a musical with music. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a really interesting. <laughs> what well, we would—it's not a sing-through, but it's virtually a sing-through. Yeah, and that was not a thing, I guess, at the time. So people didn't have that. So he just—I mean—I like him calling it a musical with because music. it just has. A ton of songs, some
2: of which are like a minute and a half, minute fifteen. Yeah, and a lot of them are like sung dialogue.
1: Yeah, there's a little yeah, there's some recitative-ish
2: stuff. It's not lamezy, but it
1: it can get up in that. It's also a a massive show. How did Most Happy Fella come into your life?
2: (laughs) I got, um, I got a call to direct the Most Happy Fella at Catholic University in Washington D.C. When Um, this was three years ago it was for their i think i think their 50th season okay um and they they called me um because they said like we've you know we've got a choreographer that can handle a lot of the uh, all the movement stuff um the music director uh was a huge fan of the show had been in it two or three times and Wow. Uh, it was like, I just I, want, I finally got the students. I think we can really sink our teeth into this. And we would like a director that can just really dig into the book and work with the students mm-hmm. on the book of this show because they are not excited about <laughs>
0: This show. <laughs> they're not excited about this golden
2: age right. operetta that none of totally. them have heard of, right. and none of the songs are on Glee. No, <laughs> they're like, and so we would we would really like somebody that that we think could uh, could could find the things to like, and uh, and yeah, I'd never heard of the damn thing. Um, oh wow, and uh, and they and they and they kind of pitched me the story over the phone, and when you when you <laughs> We'll get to that. Yeah, your face. Yeah, when you, ele- <laughs> when you elevator pitch, lo- like, kind of logline the story, you're like, what? Can that-
1: you elevator pitch this thing? Not really. I was going to say. Could, Not we'll, really. We, we move to that usually next, so let's, let's move to we- that here. <laughs> As reasonably quick, can you give me a, like, three-sentence overview, which I, I, we could then extend into a plot synopsis? I'll try to
2: do it in one. Um, oh, wow. <clears throat> Bold um a Napa Valley vineyard owner calls his his crush to his ranch under false pretenses and then they all have to live with that That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That hit that covers all the bases. Yep. Right, like everything goes from that. From that, and that like, is the inciting incident. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's really what I what. From San, I, she's in San Francisco, right? Yeah, she's in okay. San Francisco. He calls her down to Napa Valley, um, and what what I love about it is that where where other musicals might put their big ending emotional climax is where this play puts. It's not even its act one climax.
1: It's, yeah, the middle of Act 1. Yeah. When she arrives in yeah, the town. Yeah, when she yeah.
2: arrives and learns, and the, learns truth. the truth. Yeah. And so it really is, like, the rest of the play is just this, this novelistic kind of how do we move it's, forward.
1: It's like Steinbeck level. Yeah. Complicated in terms of, I mean, it's the setting, but it's also this vast cast of characters. Yeah. 40. All of whom have something to do. I mean, it was really listening to it. So I'll confess at this point, I usually try to listen to the show three times before I do these episodes. <laughs> at least twice.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I listen to this once. Yeah, because
2: it's massive. Because it's three hours. long. It's three hours. Yeah. Long. Yeah. We cut one song. What did you like, cut? We cut the oh the Bombini the where uh, where where Tony uh, the the most Pretty, happy fellow oh, plenty bambini plenty bambini 1, yeah one, yeah, bambini. yeah 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 where he sees the kids mo- a little bit for time a little bit for our lead's vocal health and also just because we were like we've got 38 college students that we're wrangling yeah. let's not bring any kids in Is it this. still
1: a three act yeah oh my
2: yeah gosh. yeah there was no way we were going to
1: well i mean the length of it alone cram. two intermissions is yep. kind of required but it yep. felt listening to it very structured, like a three-act
2: musical. Abs- it absolutely And there is. was
1: nowhere to put, to split it, to make it a two-act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was really, no, like, each, each act has a climax, and each act has an opening, and each act also covers a very distinctive period of time. I mean, it feels mm-hmm. very... How? What, what is the time span on this the,
2: ta- I, the We figured out the time span of it, it's by the seasons. I think it goes this is the level of preparation i did sure yeah. <laughs> um i i think it goes from from summer to summer i want to say it, it goes feels a about year right. it feels um, yeah it
1: felt like a year like
2: and it, particularly the you know the second and third acts well the third act it's the span of like a day well, it's a day yeah right yeah the first yeah. act takes place the second act takes a, months a really long weeks of time. yeah yeah
1: a lot happens in the second act of the
2: yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, and it, and and that's one of the things that I love about it structurally. Listening back through it myself was like how Aristotelian the the first act kind of pushes against the rules of the poetics, mm-hmm. but um, but it still basically follows the Aristotelian poetics. And the third act. Is very Aristotelian in mm-hmm. that, like, it all takes place in the course of a day. There are plenty of setups and emotional payoffs. There's a, there's a lot of catharsis, and the second act does not. The second act is well, this, yeah. is we are we are watching the effects of time.
1: This is the it, it does actually follow kind of looking at it with the song because as you're listening to it, obviously, without changing discs, it just sort of washes over mm-hmm. you. Though so each act does have a prelude and a like a very clear finale. I knew when the acts were over. But I'm noticing it kind of exactly follows the. When I teach three-act structure to my screenwriting students, the most basic definition, which is in act one, you introduce all the characters. In act two, you get them into trouble. And in act three, you watch them dig their way out of it. Yeah. And it really is that. Because the whole first act (laughs) is really just the setup. Like, there's a lot of setup for what is going to happen in act two. It's Mm -hmm. introduced because the characters in act two, I mean, that's where (laughs) they make. That's where they make their choices, really, that cause
2: all the problems. Well, yes and no. I actually would push against that. Okay. Um, In that the choices... Well, maybe not, because the choices that are made in Act 1, they do... There are big choices
1: in Act 1. I mean, I don't want to underplay that. Like, it is the, the... So, Tony is our most happy fella. Right? Yeah. Yes. Who is Italian. Yes. Right. And which led me listened to it with my wife at a couple points and she was just like is this racist and i said well probably not i don't know
2: <laughs> it's 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 a it's a show that it like, feels
1: he feels very chico marks he does he does he's
2: yeah it like and the dialogue is written like yes. that with like i am a son of joe's a bitch and it's it there are there are a lot of things well and honestly like that was why that was why i i said well, why don't we do this show because I don't know, it just seemed more interesting to talk about this. show. Sure. sure, no, absolutely. <laughs> because there, because there are so many, so many things that, that, that strike as, as offensive on a cursory glance. But then, if you dig into it and actually examine the show,
1: well, the reason I not. said
2: I don't know is because it's entirely how it's played. Yeah,
1: if it's played straight, it's fine. If it's yeah. played that he's comedically because also the show sort of purports itself from the artwork and the title to be a musical comedy mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like a musical comedy no it's to a me. melodrama yeah
2: all the way through it's a melodrama with 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 just a with just enough musical comedy injected in through two characters right <laughs> that that they just give you a breather well with, who are i guess characters? i guess five characters if you count so uh, uh, Cleo and Herman. I was gonna say the, that was the, the one I thought of. Yeah, yeah, the two side characters from Dallas, um, and they're they're delightful, in the, and their their songs come almost completely out of nowhere. But like any like any good art tour piece, you're just like, okay, sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you, Frank. It's like yes. if you go to watch a David Lynch movie, and right? You can't sit true. there and go, no, where did that come from? It that came from David Lynch.
1: Matt, that comparison has never been made, and I'm so happy it was made on my show. <laughs> <laughs> David, Frank Buster, is like, David it's Lynch. It's like you watch
2: Magnolia, and you're like, where did the frogs come from? They're like, they came from they Paul came Thomas, from, right? you and you know what, what you signed is. up for. Just,
1: just get down with
2: it. Like, yes, and in the middle of this second act of this sweeping yeah. romantic melodrama, there's going to be a big old Texas hoedown. Yeah. Right. He just wanted to put it yes, in there. Yes, there is. It, it right almost there feels at the like he Act had one. these great songs and he's like, I don't have a musical for these. I'm just going to put them in here. The closest thing this thing has to a bad guy is 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 Tony's spinster sister who is just terrified of being kicked out of this of her family. Right. And being and, replaced and being yeah. yeah. Like and and now and that was one thing that that Well, also
1: is is she the one who she makes some very reasonable objections in Act 1. She, I love in shows like this, and also shows, movies of this period, all co- plays of this period, how the char- the bad guy character, like you say, the, the sort of relative, is often making very reasonable... Yep. Like, oh, absolutely. Um, he shouldn't... Is she the one... Because they're going to get married... So the bit, as, as I understood it, is <laughs> Rosabella... It's so big. ...has come to Napa Valley to marry Tony. Tony has... Uh, they've been writing letters to each other. But in a kind of like um, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac type yep. way, he has sent a picture of his best friend to Rosabella, yeah. so well, his she, employee. His employee. It's yeah. Right? There's so well, that's true
2: because it's yeah. <laughs> Let's just break down how skeezy this this setup is. Oh yeah, she's and catfished. Then, and she, then she's she 100 totally catfished. Is. Yeah. And like and it and that's what was that's what was such a big that's what's such a big challenge I think when you when you approach a piece like this is that is that he you know the whole thing starts he's been her uh he's been a customer of hers at her restaurant right and has not spoken a word to her which we later find out is because he's terrified he's, of sounding stupid because right. he's got because, because he his English isn't a, great. his English is not good yeah um and he leaves her this this tie pin and a letter that says I love you I want to marry you and then she writes back and they start writing back even though her her friend says this, I think she even says, this guy's gonna kill you. Right. <laughs> well, because they um, talk, the first song or the first duet,
1: right? Yeah. Is, I know how it is, that's the mm-hmm. one, which is really about these two waitresses complaining about the fact that they get sexually harassed on the right. Yeah. And then one of them deciding, well, that might, this one might be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems nice. <laughs> Cleo, I if he fires me
0: i'm not going out with that slimy i know how it is don't tell me i know how it is when you're number 27 on the list being kissed is not exactly being i guess i've helped a few fellas prove they were fellas But they were guys I liked, and they thought I was something special. I know how it is. And they ask me nice. Don't tell me I know how it is. But when you're just 27 in his book, getting took out is much more like getting took
1: this one, and he is because it's a show. Yeah, but yeah, you know.
2: and it, and it, you know, and it, to to mitigate to mitigate, you get you get it uh, uh, juxtapose almost immediately beforehand with the with the scummy boss who just calls her what number twenty three. Yeah, he's like station twenty three, and then he goes <laughs> and actually makes a f- a physical move on her, and it and like it brilliantly kind of sets up this. Well, here's this this beautiful sweeping love letter. I mean, in comparison, yeah. in comparison
1: to what I'm living right here. And he did leave a diamond tie pin demonstrating that he's either a criminal or he has a lot of money. <laughs> He'll um, probably at least
2: feed you and clothe you well before he chops a, you up. That's true.
1: God bless. What um, <laughs> what um When does this take place? Is uh, it contemporary it, to its, when it was written? Or is uh, it? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. It was based off of a play, um, Sidney Howard's uh, They Knew What They Wanted, which was a 20s labor play. Mm-hmm. I, and it was really interesting reading that. Reading that play and then approaching the the musical and seeing like how lesser just cleared almost everything away from it um, to bring in another director that you probably wouldn't have anticipated. I bring up it, it's a bit like looking at Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining, where mm. he looked at The Shining, he was like, "This works, this works, this works," and strips the rest strips of it everything else out. And you're yeah. like, "Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty good idea," because <laughs> um, they knew what they wanted is is this very. Uh, grim and, uh, wrought, uh, labor drama, which also involves, uh, you know, religious arguments and, and, uh, you know, Joe, the, the farmhand is actually a labor organizer mm-hmm. and it, it, it's, it's one of those plays that looking at it, it, you know, it's interesting to look at on kind of academic terms, but it does not really have kind of the emotional, yeah gut punches that the point. most yeah exactly yeah. the yeah. most happy fella does um but yeah so so lesser he contemporized it to 56 mm-hmm. and uh and really just focused on the the characters and the love stories and the and the and the the the, the more kind of aching emotional needs
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> which makes a lot of sense yeah i think in that yeah in that for a musical yeah certainly um Yeah, and it's lesser musical as well, and 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 it's also funny structurally that like we begin the play in this like cramped, grim San Francisco bar, so that when we meet this guy that has written this letter, we see it like he lives in this you know big beautiful Napa Valley town Mm. where you know everybody loves him and he's just the sweetest guy and and that's an interesting thing with with the character of Tony of like you you know you mentioned playing him straight and like yeah you like a big a big thing that I find so kind of charming about him is just how 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 he just puts everything on front straight like Mm. he's a character that has the only thing the only matter of subterfuge that he actually Paul's is sending this false picture and it's solely because he just wants her to like him. <laughs> right.
1: Well he doesn't he doesn't think much of himself. I mean, <laughs> exactly, mean yeah. for somebody who is as successful and it's clearly successful and wealthy and, and even despite his language barriers and other things, is and beloved and everybody in the town likes him and he's great, he is very insecure. Yeah. And so he makes a few decisions. I really <laughs> I love the fact that nobody at any point goes like, "What is your what? What is what?" So when you arrived at the station, yeah, and you weren't who the fuck? Photogra- what was the next? What was well, yeah, what was, what step was step plan B there? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and then she was just gonna be like, "Well, kind of what she does, which is like, well, 'Well, I'm here.' Like, yeah, you know, what am I gonna do? Not be here? Like, yeah, I've
2: got nowhere else to and go. And she sings about, yeah, yeah, it, no oh, job. Or, she sings this amazing song. Yeah, no job, no yeah. money. No job,
1: no money. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, no home, no job. There we go. That's what it is.
2: Yeah, just to be like okay I guess I'll marry Tony and one of the and one of the things that I that that I love about that song and about kind of songs like that that pop up in the piece is just how how deeply psychological it goes and Mm -hmm. it's not like a dream ballet where suddenly we go into a nightmare sequence like just this woman steps away and we just get to hear her kind of hopeless interior monologue so that we can see why she makes the decision she makes Mm um but she does. She decides to stay and she decides to stay because like I where I came from was not going anywhere and I wanted to be gone and this guy <laughs> this guy seems nice. He also may be dead soon. Uh, right. Because he gets there in this a little horrific bit of car accident. <laughs> Beforehand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like if it's, this sounds it, convoluted to you. It is incredibly, it is incredibly convoluted. convoluted. It convoluted. is a it, it it's a it's it's like a Dylan song. It's it's got the it's got these very kind of what appear to be simplistic right. uh things that then get just get expanded and spread out. Um <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we should just do a I basic. Saying, plot, the metaphors talk are for now.
1: Well we could, but it's not it's not it's not that interesting yeah, to me. It, like it is it's complicated, and a lot happens, but they're all pretty typical like like you say, like she shows up to marry Tony. She first runs into Joe, who has come back for the wedding, mm-hmm. which screws up Tony's plan. Yep. Uh, because he sent
2: Joe's picture. Yeah, he was gonna send Joe. Yep. And then Joe
1: uh He sent Joe's picture because Joe leaves. Yeah, because Joe
2: Yeah, because Joe's leaving, he's young, he's hot, and yeah. he's just like, I'm gonna send him I'm gonna send this. And yeah, and then he says, I'm gonna deal with it. Yeah, I'll figure I'm gonna it deal out with later. it. figure out when she gets here. Right. Like and then and then she gets there, and not only like she the first person she meets is Joe. And what what I also love that is a bit subversive about this piece is that like he is so nice to her. Yeah. And immediately starts saying, Yeah, he did this, but look, he's a really nice guy. Like, you're you're really gonna like Tony. He's such a super nice guy. And and she then says, "Well, I'm leaving." And he's like, "All right. Well, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't have anything to do with this right. Like it just, yeah. like in, 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 in the in the musical comedy, like then suddenly, it, you know, it would it would spin off into. We've got to keep this well, pretense it, 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 going. He would,
1: she would be in love with Joe. Yep. Tony's in love with her, and, and Joe's would in love be with big. somebody else. Yep. Yep. And it's it a whole, big. And his sister's in love with Joe, probably. And yep. it becomes, yeah, that is not yep. this show.
2: Or everybody in town is like, we've got to keep this thing going because right. we like Tony so much. And yeah, and this show is just not interested not in that. that. Or Joe would pretend to be Tony, exactly. and that would be. This is not exactly. a married mix-up that in Yeah, kind of like.
1: well, like, and I think you you phrased it very well when you said like the consequences that come out of Tony's decision. That is really what it is yeah because it does start his and Bella's relationship off on this terrible foot <sighs> and that's kind of the problem until the end of act three yeah that they're dealing with that yeah. it started with it. it is everything that is it began is with from, lies yeah and it is, is it's fruit to the poison lies. tree and yep. it's not till and because of that tony has to make what at the time would be a very noble decision um and is now I think see, it kind of would have lost its punch, but in 1956 this would have been a like, yeah his his decision at the end, which we'll get to is is a big like oh wow good what, yeah he that's, is a, a, that's a, good a good guy, good guy. he yeah. is a good guy uh, because what happens immediately after she right before she's about to leave is Tony gets into a car
2: accident yep he's driving to the station to pick her up and flips his truck over three times oh my god and they bring him in on the. T- right. Door of the truck. And he says, I'm going to get married now. Mm-hmm. Yep. In my dying state. Yeah. Because he thinks I'm going to be dead soon. Right. Let's get married. Let's get and married. she says, Hell, oh, what the hell? I'm, right. Like, well, at she that says, point, I have nowhere else to go. Right. This guy is dying. I might as well.
1: And it's nice that she's, I mean, the, the nice part about it, it's bad. Don't. Go, I'm not going to defend
2: the, the cat. Yeah, fishing. it's bad. And but that's the, why it's act one. Because right. like, then we the see thing. where do we go where from Where do
1: we here? go from there? But the nice thing is she does she knows him he has been honest with her in the letters he lied about what he looks like yes i'm not saying that's good i'm just saying that like she is there's something for her to cling on to yeah so and she's stuck as she very and then that's and that well then we have eyes like a stranger (laughs) following that marie's the sister song which is man she's sets up a lot of like what's gonna happen later yep um And that's why I said that like act one is a lot of character introduction. You're right, yeah. things do definitely happen. But it is every character does kind of step forward at some point and assert for the audience. Yeah. Hi, I'm so I am. So. Yeah. This is how I feel. Yeah. And now we're gonna see
2: that all yeah. and that then, all play out. And then, you know, and and I Ed, just what I I just keep coming back to this, but what I just love about this about about this this piece is how it keeps introducing things that would be would be like third act climaxes in other plays mm-hmm. and just says, now we're going to let this play out. Because, right. you know, after this, after this wedding, Joe and Rosabella actually do end up sleeping together. Right. Out, But it's, but it's not out of a, Oh, I really love you. It's out of, it's out of just despair because Joe, who, when we first meet him is leaving
1: Oh that's true He's leaving, leaving the ranch
2: He's got. He's like I gotta get on the road I love you Tony I love this place But I gotta go man I'm, Right The road is calling to me Yeah He even sing You know he sings beautiful Joey 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 Which was a Which was a big contemporary hit At the time mm-hmm. um, About you know The road calling to him Yeah Joey
0: Joey Joey Joey
2: And then Tony gets injured and Joe decides, I got to, I got to stay. And he doesn't yeah. stay for her. No, he stays, stays for him. Tony. Yeah. He stays for Tony. And Rosabella decides to stay for herself and for Tony. And then the whole last like five minutes of the first act is, you know, this kind of beautiful recognition of these two people seeing desperation in each other and needing consolation. Right. Of some form. You know, he sings, he sings, come on back in the house. Um, and it's, it, it really is like you, you're here, you come in, come Mm -hmm. in, warm yourself, like try and make the best of this. And, and then it ends with them, with them sleeping together and that's it. Like that, you know, you end act one thinking, oh, this is, well, they're okay. I've got, I've got the the size of the rest of this play. Right. This is going to be a love triangle with them. And then the, nope. Immediately the first thing in the second act. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> Time nope. has passed. Time has passed. Uh, Cold they sp- and dead. Is that yep, what <laughs> right? they spot each other, and they're like, "There is nothing there, man." Nope. And so,
1: when does she get pregnant?
2: She that- gets pregnant that night.
1: So, how pregnant is she at the end of the show?
2: That's that's where the
1: I was gonna say because she hasn't given well, heck yeah. yeah
2: yeah. So maybe I'm wrong on that timeline. Then maybe maybe re- maybe we re- uh, Maybe you are just going from spring well, into fall because
1: like Act One and Act Three, like Act One takes place so if you exclude. The intro. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. So, like, the first half of Act 1 is a week, let's say. And then... Because there's no, like, back... It's not like She Loves Me. There's no, like, back-and-forth letter songs between... There is. Oh, there is?
2: What's Yeah, yeah. It's in the the title track of Most Happy Fellow. He says, you know, I wrote to her, and she was right, and I was right, and she was right, and she was right. Okay. She sent me a photograph, and she's asked me for mine. Oh, that's right, and that's where the bit... Okay, so
1: there is some time jump until we get to... Where's Where does she show we, up? Oh, special delivery, and then like... Yeah, Juan like, Venuta, well, uh, like Aban, yeah, Abundanza... We're rolling towards yeah. the end of Act 1. Okay, so Act 1, but yeah. so she gets pregnant at the end of Act 1. She is not...
2: She's not showing, doesn't know, until the end, of, the end of Act 2. Okay. We find out end of Act 2. That she's pregnant. Yes. Okay, and then... And then Act 3, it's all like that day.
1: Okay. So the show takes
2: place over probably around 4 months. 4 months, that's what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. Alu-
1: well, Where she can no longer
2: deny. Exactly. She can't hide it yeah. anymore. So, okay. so really like got gotcha. probably like halfway through act 1 to end of act, end of three, act 3 is three about, is about, four, about four, months. 4 months. Okay. Um but yeah, they yeah, I right. just I love that they just sleep together and then that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then act 2 the you well, know And
1: Joe, I think very realistically What's so nice about also, though, about Rosabella, it just occurred to me as you were saying, it. another reason Rosabella would decide to stay is because Joe decides to stay, not because she likes him, but because he says all this stuff about Tony, Mm -hmm. and then when Tony gets hurt, he kind of puts his money where his mouth is, and it's like, well, I had this whole life I had planned for myself, and I have to put it on hold to help out this guy. Yeah, That does make Tony look pretty good, in the estimation of being like, oh, well, if he's willing to sacrifice his future for this guy, that's pretty great.
2: Nobody says a bad word about Tony. No, like not at Tony any point. says the absolute worst things about Tony. Yes. He's over a, and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marie Marie in in kind of desperate moments, which you get you get a yeah. sense you get a sense that she's kind of been gaslighting him in that way. Yeah. Of just like, well, Keeping you know him down a little bit. You're you know, you're not that smart. Right. You're not that good looking. So yeah, well, I just it's don't her know. fault. I mean it's not her
1: fault, but she's the one who is she's the one of the reasons he sends Joe's picture. Yeah. Because she's the one who That's says, right. you're too old. Yeah, because he does. She's not going to like you. You're too old.
2: Yeah. And... And mom and Mama said in the old country that I've got to take care of you. Uh-huh. Because you're not going to so be able to take care of yourself. Not, yeah. yeah, man. Marie's not great. No. i got to say. Though... But it makes total sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Makes Makes absolutely total sense. Because he probably dragged her over from the old country. Right. Which is funny. When you listen to the original cast recording, Marie has no... Italian accent in the least. right? And you're like, well, where the hell did she come from then? Right. or
1: when did she come? Yeah, I mean, exactly, because
2: like, because you know, and that was something when, you know when we did, we were like, no, nah, we're going to give Marie a dialect mm-hmm. as well as Tony, because you want like, because it 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 makes sense, yeah. If you if you try and track it, like he brought her over with him. He probably said, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go start a winery, and you're going to you come. Know, with you're me. yep, you're yeah. coming with me because Mama's dead, right? So, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going right. to take care of you, yeah. and we'll take care of each other. We'll just go over and take care of each other, right. and. You know, he finds this sweet young thing, and you know her thought process is, "Well, I'm going to be spinning. Yeah, I'm going to be out on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to do something so about this." Is,
1: is I don't like this dame between Marie and Cleo. Is that I, about each other?
2: Yes, because Cleo. Because oh yeah, so, so Cleo, Cleo shows up in Act Two, mm-hmm. who
1: was the other waitress at the restaurant. Yeah, who comes at Rosalind Rosabella? Call her no, she no. comes
2: because Tony sends for her. As we oh, wow. start act two, and Tony has been noticing she's really lonely. And he even says to her, like, I just, I don't want you to be lonely. Mm-hmm. I know that you're here, and that you married me now because you feel bad for me, and now you're here because I'm recovering, so I wanted to bring your friend here. Um, and, yeah, the, like Elm, almost as soon as Cleo shows up, Marie starts to work on her. And yeah. The, it, a beautiful, like, a, like such a cool piece of music, and the duets in this, and the layered the big songs are just there's so this beautiful layering of voices and this one it's a very funny thing because it you have you have this sense of marie like musically it sounds like she's like seeding doubts because mm. it gets it gets very kind of staccato with her and then over top of that you you know you have cleo singing to the audience i don't like this dame this, <laughs> this isn't going anywhere good you understand, I understand. you understand, I understand.
0: He got his, the only trouble is When they get married Little by little from the difference in their ages Comes the trouble, all the trouble A million kinds of trouble, 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 trouble I don't like this dame No, I don't like her one bit But since I'm company right now into her eye i can't exactly you understand. You understand well and
1: then they're almost immediately undercut though because herman shows up yep to take cleo away to, to big d with big d yeah <laughs> right um which is one of the songs i think i'd heard before yep. i saw the show and yeah it popped up somewhere yeah
2: because it's like it, it's funny in this in this operatic Melodramatic piece. It's those kind of punchier, more, more musical more, theater, yeah, musical theater type songs, songs that type show up. Songs, yeah. yeah, and Big D. It's it is. It's a big, big middle act two kind of showstopper yep. song.
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You're from Big D. <laughs> I can guess by the way you draw and the way you dress. You're from Big D. My oh yes. I mean, Big D, Little A, Double L, A, S, and that spells Dallas. My darling, darling Dallas, gonna give you pleasure to confess that you're from Big D, my oh yes. I mean, Big D, Little A, Double L, A, Big D, Little A, Double L, A, Big D, Little A, Double
2: L, A, S. Um, and. Yeah, listening to it in the twenty first century, listening to all the things they say about Big D. It's just like, oh my god, those are horrible things. That's not great. No, not great. And it's and that is a funny thing about when you when you look at it is, is, you know, focusing on character, you see what is really timeless about this piece. And like and it's about characters making horrible choices. Yeah. But for reasons that make sense and then watching them have to own up to those choices like there's not really a deus ex machina kind of reversal no the, like it like the 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 climactic moments are people telling each other the small. truth yeah absolutely yeah.
1: and yeah it's a lot of people acting out of fear which mm-hmm. i find very honest yeah is anytime characters and compelling yeah making big life decisions yep. out of fear okay. is a very real thing i think that we we discount how much fear can play into oh, our yeah. lives but the only it's not even a deus ex machina the only moment of contrivance i felt was actually the car accident mm-hmm. it cuz it's the only thing that's kind of an outside force working in on these characters yeah. it's a very logical thing i mean yeah. it's not there's nothing out it's not like he was hit by lightning that would be a deus ex machina he's you know he flips his car but it it just feels kind of like something's got to happen here to keep, to hold her around yes exactly and yeah i get that it's a writer's problem it's a total like well, yep. something's got to happen yep
2: and 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 he and you know lesser throws in the book a little tag just at the end of the play where he's like you're scared i was scared i was scared the night you came here and i drove too fast to the trade station and flipped the car and you're like "Ooh, that's that's okay all right <laughs> okay how about that it's just so.
1: <laughs> it is. It, it is. It, it really feels and like it, something that needs to happen. Yeah, but it happens so early in the show that it doesn't really. Yeah, and then it's and you.
2: then its and then its ramifications are are so clearly put in emotion. Like she doesn't want to leave because she doesn't want to leave this dying man. Right. You know, nobody wants to leave this dying man. You know. He he then thinks, oh, she's only staying here out of pity for me. Right. That's nice. Um. Which is, and I I want to say in in they knew what they wanted. They're the and i may be I may be totally wrong on this, but I want to say that it's actually put forth that she stays because she just wants the comfortable life with him, right. And in this case, that's not really it no and and, what, and then what's interesting with Act two is like watching the struggle be be them finding their way to loving each other that they both act right like she and and we come to find you know that Rosabella has fallen in love with Tony, yeah, and now the problem is is that he cannot recognize that you know she sings i love him but he treats me like a baby right and uh and and, well, he, and, and because, because he, he cannot fathom that right. she would actually have genuine affection for him right um uh yeah he's a very
1: sad character i mean it's a very ironic yeah title yeah and i mean the title song
2: is I'm, sixth seventh song in the show like yeah. it comes right at the top i'm and the most happy fellow in the, the whole most, napa napa valley right and like yeah, and it takes it takes the length it takes of the a whole show. show for that actually to be true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like you say, he makes a lot of decisions that we're we're in on, but mm-hmm. that the characters this is something you can do so nicely in a musical. Nobody else really knows. Like right. Rosabella doesn't quite understand because again, he has communication problems, both language and just general can't communicate his feelings. Um, so he it's tricky for him to 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 tell her what yeah. he's feeling in two on two levels. Um, but we we kind of we know how he feels, and we sort of get a sense of where that's from. And you do kind of spend the show waiting for him to <laughs> explode, sort of a little bit, or at least just be honest. Yeah, in this not moment. just be this smiley. Um, which kind of becomes guy. the theme, though, as the show rolls on yeah. into Act Two. That like I mean, because it's overtly minutes after I mean, minutes after they meet in in real life but like i don't know how many weeks have gone by where like, cleo gets on herman because he's he's just a pushover like yeah. everybody he just because he, he says i like everybody yeah and but you get the sense from her who is a tough like she would be from the city yeah had to be tough to survive person
2: but she like he, he, she's very mad at him yeah and it's and it's not like and it's not even a you won't stick up for me it's you won't stick up for yourself right like you get you get the sense that she like like she can stick up for herself perfectly well yeah and does and we actually never see her get get pushed around on the on the ranch she gets fed up because he will not stand up for himself right and she tells him pretty and he's very unapologetic about it, it doesn't bother me yeah and
1: in another, in another song, that's kind of very music theater. I like everybody. Kind yep. of he has a, a much more music theater. Yeah, totally. Um, but then that all comes. And, and, you know, so we have these characters moving towards the, the lack of asserting themselves. And Joe also, Joe's track in Act 2 kind of got lost because he doesn't sing a lot in Act 2. No, and he, yeah. the only
2: time he comes on to sing, he just sings about how sad he is because he can't leave.
1: Right but then he does yeah um
2: yeah he does yeah he decides in to in the leave. end of act
1: 3 in yeah. a very in a very that that's what felt very honest to me is that th- that little moment of melodramatic like semi-contrivance where joe
2: flee like leaves
1: the way I think a person like that would leave. He just leaves. He just and goes. He, yeah. yeah. He's
2: like, oh, okay, cool. You're you're up on your cane. Yeah. Everything he looks sees, good. He sees the moment and he's just like, I can't yep. do this and anymore. And there's no, there's no moment with Rosabella. Nope. Like, there's no little, Or even Tony. Oh, I gotta go. I love you. Yeah. He's he just, just bounces. He's yeah. just, I'm he's out. He's just like, hey, I got him some can some chocolates. Right give him give him give him my love right i I wish him nothing but the best and he's out and And he knows nothing about the 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 pregnancy the child that's actually his they don't tell him right (laughs) that's true because it does well because exactly it wouldn't serve any purpose right and
1: yeah it's a lot there are people are kind of pragmatic
2: yeah but yeah in like like the yeah we get when
1: does she tell tony
2: that she's pregnant she doesn't tell tony until act three right she finds out at the end of act two, two because she and Tony finally acknowledge that they love each other. She, she, she. Uh, what I love is she takes the reins and grabs him and says, "I love you." Yeah. And and I was I was listening I was listening to this "My Lovely Wife" Tia, um, who uh, who had a great metaphor for the for the play. Um, but uh, we were listening to that song. Uh, like a woman holds a man? is that what? what a Like a woman loves a man. Like a woman loves a man. Yeah. And we both got stuck on this line, I want to hold you like a woman holds a man. And we both loved that it, like she doesn't say, I want you to hold me. Mm-hmm. She says, I want to hold you. That's true. And, like, and just that whole, and coming back to that idea of like, you treat me like a baby. Treat yeah. me like a person. Treat me like an adult. Treat me like your actual wife. Uh, and And he just... Like he just explodes with joy, and and then we get my heart is so full of you, right? Which is gorgeous. Um, and then there's a hoedown. And then and then there's a hoedown <laughs> with lot and that with lots of tricks. Like you do, yep. Yeah. And if you directed it at a, at a musical theater program at a college, you're like you're doing you can do backflips. Yep. You're, right. back you're, back you're doing backflips. You're doing this. You're doing that. Right. You're young and spry. You can do all that stuff. Absolutely. And in the course of that, she falls and learns that she's pregnant. And. And no one wants to tell Tony. Tony well, why comes. W- no. no, no. Why would you? I wouldn't want to son? tell Yeah, Tony. <laughs> yeah. And it, but what's great is it's not even always going to be so mad. He's going to murder. It's like no, he's going to be heartbroken and it's going to shatter him. Like the doctor. Yeah. The, the doctor's like, yeah, no, she's yeah. fine. Right. Um. Uh, song of a summer. Probably ah oh, beautiful, but probably my favorite song in Act Two is uh, "How Beautiful the Days." Um, mm. and it's and it's a beautiful song where. Tony is teaching uh, Rosabella Italian and he's teaching her the days of the week she has taught she has taught him manners in English right Um, and it's just and it's this gorgeous kind of pastoral song that just unfolds around them and and what I love is it gives you the sense of the days passing Mm -hmm. in the relationship as they grow to love each other But there's this dissonant undercurrent to it of Marie and Joe yeah. singing about how desperately lonely they are. Yeah. Marie, because she feels her family is being taken away from her. And Joe, because he, is sta- he, he, he feels like he is basically like stuck and is rotting. Mm-hmm. rather than being able to grow and that's a big thing about the, the, the way that time kind of passes in the show it, like, it feels very tied to its setting in that it feels very much like these things are kind of harrowed and violently planted and then there's nothing to do but try and care for it and mm-hmm. let it grow over time uh, and like I just feel like how beautiful the day is is kind of like the turning the crux of the show for mm-hmm. that reason, we get to kind of see how time is helping this one thing bloom and and, and and grow and not flower because we're talking about grapes, but to <laughs> fruit to bear to fruit bear fruit, whereas you know there are other things that are that are that are decaying and, and stagnating, yeah. out of neglect um well
1: unlike every good melodrama that's when everything starts to really yeah, go wrong that's where everything starts to go straight right, to our, hell when our two main when our love interests have really gotten and close for the like, first time <sighs> everything starts to fall apart <laughs> um because then marie comes to tony yeah young people yep and uh herman like i say i like everybody comes soon after that like this is things start to really disintegrate and um we get a nice reprise. I love a good reprise, and yeah. the "I know how it is" reprise on top of "I love him" is a really nice, yeah. like,
2: yeah. And it and it's nice and it's nice thematically because the, when we hear "I know how it is" at the beginning of the play, it's about how how men just treat Rosabella as a sex object, right? And now she's singing about how Cleo's talking about how you know a quote unquote good guy refuses to see her as a sex object yeah uh and and it's interesting to think of a character like cleo being like yeah no i know how all of that goes (laughs) i've been i've been there i've been there i've been here i've been all (laughs) over the place lady yeah but just kind of seeing what what the journey that is true that's a nice
1: piece of dramatic irony Mm -hmm. that she has she is over sexualized in her job so she comes to this place where she's almost entirely desexualized yeah
2: and neither of those are good. And infantilized by yeah, yeah by Like the like husband. the whore is not good. The Madonna is not good. No. Cuz they're neither, yeah, cuz neither of neither them is are. True. Yeah. It is exactly. not. Yeah, it's all categorization. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I, I like how coyly we have both been referring to her as Rosabella uh because we don't learn her real name yes, which is true. Amy until the <laughs> end of the play. And and what's 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 so that's cool right. and what's so smart with what lesser does uh is is that And they knew what they wanted. She's called Amy throughout the whole play. Like Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no actual acknowledgement of that. Right. Whereas in Most Happy Fella, yeah, she's Rosabella throughout the entire script until the end when she says, "My name's Amy," and Tony says, "That's a beautiful name."
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas the,
2: yeah, which whereas the whole you know everything previous, it's been singing "Rosabella," so big and beautiful.
1: Because he didn't read the marriage license when he signed it. (laughs) I can't read English very well. Please, you think think (laughs) that town has a marriage list?
2: You think pokey, creepy mailman is like? I'm also the parson here, right? Not a republic,
1: yeah. Which,
2: which, yeah. Lest we feel like Matt is Matt is purely here to defend this play. There is some creepy, gross (laughs) stuff. (laughs) The postman is gross.
0: (laughs) I seen her at the station with her straw suitcase. And a kind of sad and disappointed look on her face. So I put her in my buggy, and I took her for a ride. Special delivery. One bride. and that was like, yeah. and
2: even in in rehearsing the play i was like kept talking to the kid playing the postman like we gotta be careful with this because yeah we're not careful all all people are gonna hear is, i seen her at the station and i chopped off her head yeah. <laughs> and i put her in my buggy yeah. in a jar. Like, he was like oh really i'm like yeah man yeah. you gotta you gotta be careful gotta, yeah or it's just gonna or we're play just, that we're just going to be like, no, he kept her in a pit. Yep. Made her into a skin suit. Yep. That's how that went. <laughs> I'm your blushing Brad this isn't Tony.
1: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> None of this is funny. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> this is a super weird situation. Yep. None yep. Of yep, is yep. Funny. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, I, I think, I mean, the show was a big hit. Yep. And at the time, I mean, it ran yeah, for 600 some it... performances, which now is not a ton, but at the time was huge as a follow up to Guys and Dolls also, which was a massive hit. Uh, for Lesser obviously it took him three years to write this apparently mm-hmm. he wrote it book music and lyrics and wrote yeah, it did the whole thing very himself. slowly um, though as he says he doesn't write slow he just throws out fast which I like that distinction <laughs> that's awesome that he yeah we'll write stuff and throw it away because yeah. it's not until he finds the thing he needs but it is a real testament to I mean I think this is the. F- I don't think he wrote the book for Where's Charlie I'm going to quickly look no
2: there. I um, think this was I think yeah, this was the this first one he first did this is his first
1: book music and lyrics for him he did it once again I think with Green Willow, mm-hmm. or maybe Pleasure of the yeah. Places, which again, like the one this Green, yeah, the one I think his follow up, yeah, to How to Succeed, close yeah. out of town, unfortunately,
2: and like this play, you know, it could be Where's Charlie, where it's yes. where it's keeping up, and it's just, just not straight
1: farce, which is, yeah, yeah and yeah, I mean, it, it's not that I don't know, and oh, again, no, it's George just, Abbott wrote the book for Where's Charlie. Never mind, jeez,
2: just uh, and it's just something I appreciate about this play, Warts and All, is that is that it everything does come from character. Like yeah guys, like guys and dolls we all yeah you know, guys and dolls is fine a lot of a lot of stuff come kind of comes out of nowhere uh in yes in the plot but I yeah. think like in is, the plot is, yes. you demonstrate the what
1: lesser does f- so well better than um even i think contemporary like maybe not at their best but I think really what 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 lesser does so well is is character specifically the side characters. Get really great points of view Mm -hmm. and things to do. I mean, the biggest show stopping number, well, there's two in Guys and Dolls, and they come back to back, which is hilarious to me. But like the big show stopping number in Guys and Dolls for me is Sit on Your Rock in the Boat, which is sung by a side character. It's not sung by Mm -hmm. either of our two male leads. We have two male romantic leads, and neither of them get the big show stopping number. The character guy. The character guy. Get sit down, you're rocking the boat. Now, we have had immediately before that luck be a lady sung by one of our leads mm-hmm. in that moment, but he really has this um, an, this knack. I mean, the song Guys and Dolls is sung by two side characters. Yep. Char- everybody in his in a lesser show has something to do and has a point of view. It's yeah. the best part to me of how to succeed, which is, um, Bud, disgusting as Bud Frump is, he's a fun villain with a fun side bit, but also Schmitty... Uh, uh, rosemary's friend i almost called her rosabella um (laughs) these these characters have fully realized Mm -hmm. things and moments and and points of view and so that this rich ensemble that he can always craft enhances the lead characters and it's crucial to a show like this because one of the bits you have to know is that everybody loves tony yeah otherwise we see him get to be a good guy a lot but If 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 everybody the fact that Tony is such a great guy is so crucial because he does this terrible thing. Oh man, and we yeah, and
2: you just can't take the trip with him if he's a scumbag. Yeah,
1: if we don't, if in any, if he's even like a little bit Mm -hmm. of a scumbag, this isn't going to work. Yeah, but because he is sort of unrealistically a good guy at the top, we we learn a lot of where that comes from as it goes on to cause him to then at the end of Act Three, as we hit, so he decides. Spoiler alert: the end of Act Three, that he's going to raise uh, the baby as his yeah this will be their child and that's just what it is and like I say at the time now we all go
2: yeah yeah sure
1: but in 1956 that would have really been I don't think anyone I think if 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 the opposite had happened in the show it wouldn't have obviously been a like a very happy ending but I think the audience would have forgiven Tony that
2: or, he would, or, like, oh, he would have brought Joe and, and Rosabella together so they can they go could raise go their baby together. Right. But, yeah, like, he just – yeah, and it's – and and what's, what's nice is that, like, kind of the big – you know, that big climax in – what feels like the big emotional climax in Act 3 is not even the revelation of the pregnancy, like – she doesn't tell him about the pregnancy because she's forced to. She tells him about the pregnancy because she wants to. Because she wants. Yes. She's like, we need to be on equal ground. Right. We have we have we have spent weeks working to see eye to eye. So I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. And then she's like, and I'm going to leave. Yes. And he he his immediate response is to kick her out. Right. He falters. Yes. And then it, and yep. then he finds out that that Joe. Well, somebody's is,
1: leaving. He doesn't know who, right? Isn't yeah. that the thing?
2: Or, because he goes he to the He finds out that Joe is at the train station leaving. Oh, that's and right. And he gets a gun and is like, I'm going to go kill them both because right. she told me the baby story. So he then thinks that the baby story is a lie so that she, she and Joe so that can run It would together. be his fault. That right. she was manipulating him into throwing her off the, right. the ranch. Um and then he gets to the train station and Joe is long gone. Yes. And which he finds, I really liked. Yeah, yeah. Joe we see Joe say bye to his buddies and be like, "Hey, give them this gift. All of my love to them. I'm out." Right. And Tony finds that out and the kind of the big climactic moment for his journey of, you know, the most happy fella is he realizes she told me So that I would know why she left. Yeah. So that I wouldn't think she left because of me.
0: Mm -hmm. She could run away and left me, told me nothing. She could run away and left me feeling like a stupid, ugly old wop. It's no good, it's no good, it's wrong. She gonna come home with me come home with me, my Rosa She's gonna come home again with me. She's gonna come home with me. She gonna come home with me, my Rosa Bella.
2: And then, he's, and then he's like, this is wrong, Yeah, this is this is no good. I gotta go get her. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be alone on the street, that baby's right. gonna be alone on the street. And it's I such gotta such
1: a, go get her. It is such a pure, what I really like about it is it is a pure act of selflessness on yeah. her part that makes him understand that she really does love him. Yeah. It's such a tiny little, it's not one of these big, like, oh, we raised all the money and saved the ranch, nope. and you really do love me. It's like, no, I'm gonna sacrifice myself so that you can be happy yep which is the purest sort of sense of, of affection yeah
2: it's so it's for such a big sprawling show it hinges on such small human moments yeah. and like that's and for me that that kind of helps me kind of see past all the warts uh, to uh, well to really dig into it
1: the the warts and also then we get less we say he makes this decision and she gonna come home with me Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately titled number and then marie takes one more stab that's right and fails
2: yep another no one's ever ever
1: gonna love you which is just like
2: no one's ever gonna love you like i love you right and that is and then then she takes his cane yes
1: (laughs) and he goes anyway
2: i mean it's really yeah curly and judd fight over a knife
1: (laughs) marie takes his cane because
2: because we're talking about middle-aged people they fight over a cane and they're.
1: And there give we him go. his cane! Right. Give the man his cane. And then. <laughs> so Cleo and Herman. This is the, the in between comedic moment. Is this when Herman finally punches yep. Pasquale? Yep. Right?
2: Yeah. Because Pasquale shoves Cleo to the ground. Right. And Herman just clocks him. Right.
1: And then they're fine. And, yep. then, uh, and then he gets to the train station. Yep. And Tony does and catches up with Rosabella slash Amy. And we yep. sing our finale. And. So Marie does end up like ostensibly by herself. Like obviously Tony's not going to throw Marie. No. I think that's the big thing we know from no, the beginning.
2: She's just she's just cranky Aunt Marie. So
1: Joe's gone, Marie's going to be fine. Yep. Tony and Rosabella are together, Cleo and Herman are happy, and that's everybody, right? Everybody's good. That's the crew. Okay. Yeah. So my problem <laughs> <laughs> is twofold. One is is just pure length, which is more of a, 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 an issue of like it's 1956 yeah. and this is what like this you what went to we theater it for different reasons thing. and i don't it's so funny three-act musicals god they're hard yeah and this is i don't know if there's a more successful one in the american musical theater canon because like there's famous like anyone can whistle was a three-act musical uh bach and harnick's the apple tree was a three-act musical these things don't even like going back to Gilbert and Sullivan like their least successful play uh Iolanthe is a three act sprawling like thing there's something about a three act musical that just should should put your alarm bells yep. ringing um and so there's there is just something of scope to it yeah. that makes listening to it a challenge but there's also this I really wish and there is a highlights version of this album which I think I would recommend <laughs>
2: Because- I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't okay I but but again like I you know I I like being immersed I like I well, like I would then say sinking if you myself like into that, it I, yeah
1: I would say if you like the highlights album or you then know venture into the three
2: actors. take a break to come to come back to the David Lynch metaphor like Inland Empire is a great movie in like two, two viewings two viewings <laughs> two sittings break it I'm up for yourself that and half. yeah uh, this one this one I think does have a secret weapon in uh in the three chefs uh, that mm. sing Abbandanza, yeah, um, and Benvenuta, and then the Abbandanza reprise, yeah, um, which those are these these wonderful, uh, basically lotsies of Italian, yeah, um, and you know <laughs> you got funny. you got to cast those well because those guys, I'm sure, yeah, like, they they show up by the if you do it if you do your job right by the time they show up at the top of act three the audience is like oh okay! yeah <laughs> <laughs> these guys. oh god thank god like, and that. <laughs> And that and that is like that is a structural thing that I find so again so brilliant about the piece is that is that the three acts feel like very different plays, not in a but not in a jarring way, in a in a in a surprising and kind of engaging way. And then there are things like, you know, when things start to slag a little bit, Herman and Chloe show up to sing a yes. sing a fun little, sing a fun little flirty song, right. or. Or the, th- or the three chefs show up to do a Ringling Brothers show for you.
1: <laughs> I never know if it's a problem in the writing or in a problem of the casting. When I have shows, albums specifically like mm-hmm. this, that just kind of wash over me in certain sections. Mm-hmm. And I kind mm-hmm. of go, wait, where am I? What just happened? happened? Which is right. not the reason I hesitate to blame the writing for it is because it's a, I'm listening to something that was staged. Like, yeah. I'm meant to be watching it. Yeah, yeah. And so well, that's why I kind of say to start with the Highlights album because it is... There's a lot of stuff here, That's man. true. There's a <laughs> no, lot that of is, material That is, that is absolutely and true. And a lot of it is very operatic and is very backgroundy. And yeah. I understand, like, staging-wise, I would be engaged. I'm watching people do things while they're singing these songs to me. But you have songs like... If you just heard... You know the like uh, the the songs we mentioned at the intro. The most happy fella standing on the corner, which is absolutely a song you've heard before. Yeah, Joey, 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 stuff from the end of Act One. Happy to make your acquaintance, Big D. Like the musical numbers, and then you went, oh, okay, and then you listen to the big sprawling three act version. You would at least have, have anchors context. to grab yeah. to to be like, oh, that song. I like. Oh
2: man, we didn't, we haven't talked about standing on the corner. No, I hate standing. You on hate the standing cor- on the, cor- it's the corner. So gross. It's so gross. gross. That's very true.
1: Which is, I, I, that was the first song out of this that I Uh went. Why did, why do I know this song? Yeah. Standing
0: Standing on the the corner, corner, watching all the girls go by. Standing on the the corner, corner, watching all the the girls go by. by. Brother, you don't know a nicer occupation. Matter of fact. Neither do I. And standing on the corner, watching all the girls, watching all the girls, watching all the girls, all the girls, all the girls, all the
2: girls go by. Oh, because it was a big old, old hit, by the Four Lads in yep. 1956. Yeah, that's why I know this. It song. was, and when we, were, when I was direct, it's the song that my kid just clombed onto. He was two, and he was just like standing on the corner, watching all the girls go by. <laughs> In this little sweet voice, and we're just like we're going to have to tell him eventually that stop. that's gross. Yeah. That is a gross thing to do. Yeah. Uh, super gross. Yeah. Yeah. And like but and but again the show doesn't give the guys a pass for it. That is true. <laughs> like like every gross action that, that one of a man it, that a man yeah. makes Right. Is paid is, for. Is addressed and paid for. Yeah. But yeah, oh listening to that thing in isolation. It's rough.
1: Yeah. But it was, listening to it was the first song that made me go, like, cock my head like a dog and be like, I've yep. definitely heard that song before. Yeah. And that makes sense that it was recorded, I mean, it's a four-part harmony fugue for Tin Horn special that Frank Lesser can do. Um, I did, I will say, that was the thing I walked out of this really, though, very impressed with, was, I think we all respect Lesser the songsmith. I don't think anybody would say the man can't write a song. But this is a score. Yeah. And it really makes you retroactively go back and go, oh, he writes scores. Like, guys for, like you think about it, Guys and Dolls is a score. Like the, yeah. And How to Succeed, those shows, all those songs fit together yep. in a musical, thematic sense. And what, even though he denied the opera qualities of this show, which I think is wise. I think it's very yeah. wise of him to say, no, it's not an opera. He really, this is an, it, it, the music is, it, it feels very, sections of it feel very light in the piazza to me. Yeah. It is Italian
2: opera-style oh, yeah. music that he's writing. Oh, and melodrama. From top Just to bottom, absolutely. Rich, and, novelistic melodrama. And
1: for somebody who is not known for that as a, being a composer, quote-unquote, but yeah. more of a songwriter... It is it is very impressive to see this as kind of a magnum opus assertion that like no I can do this yeah if
2: I want to yeah so, it takes me a little while but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna so, do it uh my so my wife Tia's metaphor um for this which which I loved was she said it just feels like the Napa Valley to her like it's this mm-hmm. big rich sprawling thing where time slows down because it has to yeah. And that it's not, you which know. is the nice thing that standing on the corner does.
1: Yes, is the tempo is bouncy, but it drops. Drop. Yep. It's the first song where like things just really slow down. Yeah, and we're we're doing nothing. Like yep. I mean, this is literally we're what we're doing. We're standing on the corner. Yeah, we got the,
2: the mail. That was our big exciting thing for the day. Right, and this is where we
1: live. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with it. There's no. just nothing that exciting about it.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and the only thing wrong with standing on the corner is just... Well, maybe, maybe maybe don't leer. The, uh, yeah, the leering and the ogling are problematic. <laughs> the actual loitering, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah.
1: yeah it, it's just... It was really a show listening to it that I was just like, God, we're still going, huh? Like, my God, this thing's still kicking along. And... <laughs> I have learned in, in to to couch the fact that like yeah like you like it's not meant to be an yeah, album. Yeah, and that was conceived as a show. Yeah, and that and two LP
2: like that's you do make a good point of like it's it has got full background orchestration. It's got dialogue over it, like lots it's, of dialogue. It's yeah, it's the show. Uh, it,
1: uh, it the original production, just to say, was in 1956. Was nominated for six Tony Awards. It won none because of the other big musical that year my fair lady yeah that's kinda, right kind of kicked it and actually hilariously looking at this if my fair lady didn't because my <laughs> didn't beat it uh lil abner the musical did uh <laughs> wow lil so, abner, the, so really nobody was that putting was it. up it put, carved up uh yeah lil, lil abner lil and, abner uh, my fair lady carved my, up the tonys between them and yep. uh that was pretty much that what's your favorite song
2: what's my favorite song in this in this Oh, uh, or in general what's your favorite, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what's your in favorite the, song
1: in Long Day's Journey tonight in the,
2: oh yeah oh, well <laughs> I, th- I think the I think the ballad Your Why Mom is back on more there you go right just because it dun, keeps ref- dun, it keeps coming dun, back dun, again, dun, and, dun, again dun, and again dun. and again one character, again. Dun, one character sings it to another and another character sings it to another character it's never the same great, character no. singing it twice I it's fun I don't know that I would have answered this when you, you and I first started talking about talking about the show, but I think it might be how beautiful the days mm. just cause like, again, like, you know, just like I said earlier, like structurally, it kind of feels like the turning point mm-hmm. of the story and it just, it just gives me such chills. That's got uh, some good irony. Yeah. Layered in it there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it does, it, it, it doesn't settle for being one thing. Mm hmm. it's it tells all it 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 tells all of the stories at once um yeah and it is so skillfully woven together
1: yeah yeah i I think i I would i mean my on on balance i don't i don't do this at every show but i would say listen to it if you i would say start with the highlights or start with the hits yeah and if you find those to be like oh i want to hear the rest of this go for the go for the album go for it yeah um but it's all on youtube you can listen to the whole thing this is great, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Thank you very much. What's coming up for The
2: Hub? The Hub is actually going to be very busy in 2019. Um, so we we kind of took the fall off because this is my first season as artistic director, mm. so we had a lot of transitional stuff to do. Um, and 2019 is uh, going to be really busy. We're going to be doing our new play festival uh, through January and February, and they're, they're going to be separate events kind of in different areas of mostly Northern Virginia, but we're really looking at... Uh, non-traditional spaces so like bars Mm. uh coffee shops uh bookstores um and we'll be we'll be reading new plays um by uh uh by some really exciting uh playwrights um and uh we'll be doing an area premiere in april um of uh philip dawkins play the burn and this is our third collaboration with philip dawkins um after Happiest Place on Earth in two thousand seventeen, and then Failure, or Love Story in twenty fourteen. Um, this is uh, this is a this is a contemporary examination of the Crucible through mm-hmm. um, through social media, and uh, uh, contemporary high school. Um, that we're going to be performing that at Next Stop Theater, okay? Um, which is uh, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're kind of in the same area, and uh, and it will be nice to move in there. And then in the summer we're going to be world premiering a play called American Spies and Other Homegrown Fables by Sam Hamashima, um, which uh, we're going to be not just the world premiere of this play, but the world premiere of this playwright. We're oh, giving wow. Sam his first uh, his first uh, professional production, and it is a piece that uh, looks at um, the fallout from Pearl Harbor. On the Japanese American population uh, through the lens of one specific family, mm. so it 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 looks at the story of Japanese internment in the United States, um, but different from a play like *Allegiance*, which goes through that whole process. This is literally the day of the Pearl Harbor attack, mm. and just kind of how what happens immediately after uh, in that fallout. And it's it, it's beautiful. It's a very and it's a very personal story for Sam and his family. And like we're really honored to be able to premiere really it but great. yeah so 2018 has been a little on the quieter side sure. for the hub but uh but 2019 is going to be a lot of flurry and um yeah it's my first season yeah running a theater company and so you know we'll see yeah we will <laughs> i'll be, I'll be we exhausted you will all see. I'll be exhausted
1: it. either way you're gonna do it in public so we're all gonna see <laughs> thanks but, buddy thank you The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Matt Bassett for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal.